I'm Chuck. And I'm Buck. And you're listening to the Buck and Chuck Gaming Connection. And it's been a while, but we're glad you're still listening. It's been it's been a year, basically. Yeah, it really has almost been. And, you know, a lot's changed in our lives for sure. For one, I've moved across the great drink over to the UK. So I'm over here fighting COVID while you're still in the States doing the same. Exactly. And I've had another uh, member to the family, baby girl. She's eight months old now. So that's a big reason why we haven't uh, been podcasting. Obviously, congratulations, even though I've already told you, but I'd forgotten that we haven't (laughs) podcasted since then. That's so, (laughs) that's ridiculous. (laughs) <laughs> it's kind of crazy. And you got another uh, edition. On the yeah, end. I got a, I got another one on the way. Uh, the wife and I are pregnant. We're very excited about that. So early next year, uh, we'll increase our family size to four, and it'll be total chaos. And that means there's plus three kids since we started podcasting between us. <laughs> that's right. So that's why I sound exhausted and not <laughs> overwhelmed with joy. <laughs> that's what it is i'm just trying to prepare my mentality uh but i mean amongst that all of that change obviously we've still been gaming oh yeah yeah i was gonna say maybe you more than me i don't know uh the moves kept me pretty busy and i mean god there was after the move i didn't have internet for like a month and a half which is crazy to think that it took that long i don't know i don't know if it was 100 percent due to covid or just uh, the way the the UK regulations on internet, you know, I had fiber installed at my at my new apartment like two days after I, I s- scheduled the appointment, and they were like, "Well, we can't get there for like another you know three and a half weeks." So it's nice <laughs> that you have that fiber, but we can't actually give you internet. So I was like, um, "Okay, sure." That's hard to so, imagine life without the internet for three or so weeks. You know, it was yeah. You know, I. It gets tougher almost, you know, the more connected we are. But I did survive a lot on, you know, Disney Plus and Netflix download options. Where So if you go to a coffee shop and you get a little bit of internet, you can download some some TV for for you and your wife and your, your child. So you can keep the entertainment alive. You just got to be a little bit more strategic about it. Yeah, you just don't think about it. So I guess that's the kind of the bad thing about being connected with everything because I haven't played a dvd and i don't know how long it just stream everything now even though i have a, a crap ton of dvds i never watch anymore yeah it almost seems like an inconvenience to have to walk up to your computer you know your tv and put it in and hit play which is obnoxious because we were literally doing that like five years ago instead we just scroll netflix for an hour and can't decide what we actually want to watch and end up watching nothing yeah no kidding and i i mean at the same time like i it, it, it's almost it's almost embarrassing to say that I like I feel bad for, you know, parents that had to like use like VHS and DVDs to entertain their <laughs> children for a short period of time where they're trying to get something done. And I'm over here. I'm just like, why is my fire stick so slow? Why is it delayed? I know I can on demand anything I want, but why is it taking 10 seconds to load Frozen 2? Why is Netflix buffering? <laughs> We're weak is what's happening. We are weak. <laughs> Yeah, still been getting uh, some gaming in. It's definitely been an adjustment uh, with the kiddo, of course, and getting most of my gaming in uh, either late at night or, you know, during some naps or just some downtime. So 
definitely adjustment, but still uh, certainly been gaming. Yeah, you kind of take what you can get and you kind of base your I don't I don't want to call it a schedule, but you know the games that you can consider getting in it, it changes like if you're anything like me i mean rpgs have been off the table for me for a long time but those are those are something that if i if i only get like 20 30 minutes to sit down and play it's like not rewarding at all so i just don't play them anymore yeah i mean i, I don't blame you there i was actually playing through the uh legend of legend of heroes legend of cold steel series and i mean that's four games that are all probably like 50 to 60 hours a piece and it's just been it's not really an option right now i'm still trying to get through the first one yeah i was considering going to that series but then i was like oh there's there's too much dialogue in those games it's not for me i don't i don't think you would actually i mean the battle system you'd really like it's a lot it's kind of a mixture of chrono trigger and grandia a little bit it looks cool definitely it, it definitely looks cool. cool i actually downloaded um what was it it's the Heroes one, Legend of Heroes, the first one. Yeah, oh, and I mean that one's guy. a little less exciting, but I know that game's supposed to be really good too. All of them are supposed to be good, and I downloaded it. And I was just like, it took me like an hour to get to any type of combat or anything like that, and I was just like, I, I don't know if I can play an RPG like this anymore. The Trails of Cold Steel games are definitely more streamlined than the Trails of the Sky games. So you download the first one that came out on PSP, I'm guessing, like. Uh, Trails in the Sky, FC, first chapter, whatever. Yeah, whatever it is. Yeah, the very the very first one in the series. It's completely, it's like 2D and looks like, yeah. kind of like a, okay. Yeah, I mean, that one, I couldn't, I don't think I ever gave it enough of a shot, even back when I got it in like 2000. You told me that you thought it was great. I remember you texting me about it. No, that's the Trails of Cold Steel game, not Trails in the Sky. Trails oh, well, I thought it was many, many moons ago. And you were like, oh, I got it on the PSP or something. I would have, I'm going like, way back here, man. It was like 2010. You know like, me, I'm a steel trap with this kind of stuff. <laughs> I never got into that one, so I, can't, I don't remember that. But I do have it. I was making crap up then, clearly. I told but you yeah, about Trails of Cold Steel, but I'm still going through the first one. Yeah, you're you're a terrible fan. And you shouldn't be hyping it up. <laughs> if that's you the case. Well, I actually bought that Trails of Cold Steel 3. It was on sale at Best Buy for like 15 bucks, and it's still like 60 bucks everywhere. So I ended up picking that up. If I'd ever get to it, you know, who knows? But one day. Yeah, the fourth one just dropped. What was that, like a couple months ago? No, it dropped like two days ago. The reviews just came out. I think the embargo lifted on like Friday. I think it dropped that's, then. That, that's clearly why. I'm not keeping up on the news. If it's not like next gen news, I I am sorely missing out on all of it. <laughs> Just haven't ha- haven't had a lot of time there, but uh, you you keep cracking on it. You'll get you'll get through it. I'll get through it eventually. Decade, I'm Twenty hours in, so it's been getting there. Well, fortunately, the arc's over, so there was really no hurry at this point. That's true. It's pretty it's pretty much just an anime at this point. It's got three arcs. Two of them you can play in English. So in saying that, so our first episode back in over a year or almost a year, whatever it may be, we just kind of wanted to kick back and talk about some games that we've been playing and maybe some uh, other topics as well. Uh, I definitely want to speak a little bit on our excitement or lack thereof, depending upon how you feel about about you know the next-gen consoles and 
how those are looking, some release games, and obviously how neither one of us are going to be able to procure one of those devices in time for release. No. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of sad. I've been hearing that in the States, they've only been getting a handful, maybe like 10 or 12 disc-based consoles and a couple of uh, download-only models per store, especially GameStop. I don't know about like Walmart and stuff like that. I don't know if I remember the console releases being that stingy, and I don't know if all of it has to do with COVID or not. I'm sure that is hampering it quite a bit, but sure, it has been very part of it, but... I mean, I can't, I don't remember. I remember the PS2 was like a huge deal and they were sold out everywhere. I actually went to the Midnight GameCube launch and got one. Nice. And the PS3, I remember like being on the shelf right after it launched. And I know Roy went to uh, to on queue back in the day and picked up an Xbox 360 right when it came out. They were kind of rare, but I mean, they were still around. I don't think anything is going to be a short print as is these two are, and I mean, I feel like I don't even need an Xbox anyway because aren't a lot of the games still on the Xbox One? And I can just have Game Pass and basically don't need anything? Well, yeah, that's probably true. I think that may be more common than it is on the PlayStation, but I mean, they are doing a lot of, of games on both generations and just giving that upgrade to people who buy it, which is nice. I know the whole first party, the whole first party for sure for Xbox is just Xbox series x enhanced so i can still play halo infinite and stuff on my xbox one that i barely use now except for game pass yeah uh, so in saying that are are you it sounds like you're not in any hurry to get either one of them and i i'm usually not either i've never gotten a console on release i don't think honestly the most avid i've ever hunted for a console was for a switch and that was still I want to say a couple months after launch, but they were still a bear to find. Apparently this year they've been ridiculously hard to find. How are they still hard to find? I don't understand. I have no idea. People are, everyone are people buying like seven switches? Like for their whole family? Everybody owns one? I guess. Ever since Animal Crossing came out, they just been, hadn't been anywhere. And they just like, they started showing back up here in the States like two or three weeks ago. I almost bought one of the uh, Animal Crossing switches I saw at Walmart. And I was gonna sell it on eBay for like an extra hundred bucks, but I saw the prices finally came down. Well, I feel bad for you in that regard, but that is good to hear uh, because I know it was when I was looking for them. I was, you know, I was going to different towns around around the Indiana area. And I was having no luck anywhere. And then I just so happened to go to the local GameStop in our hometown. And I bought a, a Nintendo Switch game that I wanted. And I thought that maybe it would be, become rare at some point. So I didn't want to pay extra for it. And uh, I don't think that ended up being true. But they were like, uh, how do you like your Switch? I'm like, oh, I don't actually have one yet. And they're like, we got a couple of them. Do you want one? Well, yes. Yes. <laughs> So, I mean, that's how that happened. And I don't foresee that happening with the PS5 and the Xbox Series X anytime soon. I wouldn't think so, at least for sure. I just saw, too, on earlier uh, today, I saw on YouTube that there were people's PS5 pre-orders. They were getting emails. They were canceled. So Yeah, especially from Amazon. Is that what I was seeing? I think so. I mean, I didn't. I just kind of saw the video headlines. I didn't really click through and listen to it yet but i saw that the pre-orders are getting canceled i don't know if it's from amazon or gamestop or where it's from but 
that's a problem. Yeah, no, that's that's super annoying. And I'm wondering if, you know, they didn't exactly know what their stock, what they were going to get shipped. And they were just like, ah, we'll just go ahead and do the pre-orders to make sure we sell out of them, even though they would have anyway. Uh, that's that's pretty shady. And it it makes me wonder, especially like I've been hearing horror stories about like GameStop employees who are like buying up all the pre-orders. Oh, good Lord. Yeah. I mean, I mean, they're only getting like maybe 10 consoles per store. GameStop sucks hard enough at this point. Thank God for Microsoft bailing them out a little bit. We'll see how long that lasts. I don't know. I'm just ready for them to go under at this point. Part of me is, but like at that point, there will literally be like no game stores at all. It's horrifying to me that that's like my only solitude that I can like go there and be in a store where the walls are covered in games. Like we have, we have a local, well, we have a a game store very similar to GameStop here called game in the UK. And uh, it's almost exactly the same, probably a little less of that generic video game merch that GameStop tends to have. But I mean, they got all the Pokemon cards and stuff like that, which doesn't bother me. Do they have 14 walls of Funko Pops? Because that's what I get more GameStop. No, no, they really don't. They have some, for sure. (laughs) Um, I think overall, I think the stores are a little bit smaller. But they they definitely fill almost everything up with games. The only thing that's a little disappointing, and I don't know if this is the case of GameStop now, there's like no 3DS games anymore. That's what I was going to ask, if there's like any retro period. No, zero retro. Nothing. Yeah. Well, if you want to call PS3 and Xbox One retro, none of her on Xbox. <laughs> yeah. 360, I got 360, you. 360, like, My computer just almost went to sleep there, so I got thrown off. Um, yeah, no retro, unfortunately, but uh, they do run uh, a lot of good deals. You know, two for 20, two for 30 scenarios. So I've been picking up a lot of games over here that uh, nice. I was I was waiting to go down in price. And, and fortunately, all of the consoles are region unlocked so that's good yeah otherwise you'd have pal region two stuff versus region one stuff and it'd probably be a hassle like it was yeah gamecube and stuff i know it was all region locked i don't know after that yeah don't definitely don't want to mess with that i made i made sure to do the research because i was a little skeptical at first because i hadn't i'd never looked into it before because i had no reason to and and i did and i mean all, all the current gen you're good to go I've definitely, I've definitely gotten Switch and PS4 games. There's probably not much different besides like the ESRBs. You guys got some kind of different ratings board. Over yeah, there. we got the Peggy system, which is nice. Yeah, basically just, basically just the age range that you need to be. It's a, it's a little bit more straightforward. That's probably better. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah. O- overall, nothing, nothing. The shrink wrap's a little different. So <laughs> that, that's about it. And, and usually when games get released, they're a little bit more delayed over here, but not always. I guess so. that's not the world, so. No, it's not the end of the world. And I mean, in this day and age with digital, if you really want something bad enough, you can get it. So you get your, you know, you get your VPN set up. You can, you can get whatever game you need if it comes that out in the States early. Express VPN that every YouTuber ever shills on and... You know, you're good. Yeah, uh, shout out to CyberGhost if they want to 
help us out. It's <laughs> <laughs> my VPN choice. But I think that I think the next gen set of consoles they, de- they definitely look interested or interested. They look interested in me <laughs> being interested in them. It is not about the it's not about the hardware for me. I mean, I am excited that they're you know going the solid state drive, trying to eliminate load times as much as possible. That's yeah. great because that that's been even annoying this generation with a lot of games. Yeah, let's not talk about uh, Bloodborne before it got patched after release. Whew. That was one of the worst by far. Well, Bloodborne and then Bloodborne's you know four frames per second in certain areas is kind of rough. Yeah, well, you can't patch that out. That's that's tough. You you just got to look at that like a bullet hell shooter that's trying to help you out. <laughs> Even though there's no combat, it's just there's so much clutter in the foreground that they they need to make sure that you see it. I wonder if they'll actually have any enhancements for that because it's one of the free games included with the PS Plus carryover, whatever they want to call it. They're yeah, gonna have, have enhancements, which that it hasn't cool. been announced. None of none of the none of the Souls games or Bloodborne have been announced for that. Yeah, Bloodborne would be a good a good option there. And I think it would even Dark Souls 3 would be a good option. Um, I don't know if it's going to help anybody get excited for the Demon Souls remake, which I'm already excited for. That's basically the reason I want one at launch. That's the only game that's like telling me that I need to get one, even though I'm not going to. But that's the biggest, my biggest draw to it, I should say, if I was going to get one, would be Demon Souls. Yeah, Demon Souls is definitely the biggest draw. I have I have two other draws that are not like mandatory, and one of them is Godfall, which looks pretty cool. It does. basically it looks, looks like Melee Destiny, and it's made by Gearbox, which is kind of a coin flip of whether it'll be shit or not. But I do like Borderlands, <laughs> so I have to have a little bit of faith in them there. Uh, but I probably shouldn't. And then the other one is uh, I'm excited for the Devil May Cry Five. Uh, special edition, and I know that I can play it on my PS4, but obviously I'd rather play it on the, the next gen if I can. So, and that comes out uh, on release as well. Yeah, see, I'm just not excited about that. I mean, it was it was a really good game. I did play it on Game Pass, which was you know one of the cool additions they had on there. But nothing that I'm like, I need to get an updated. I still don't understand what they're really going to upgrade because everything was already like super smooth. It ran well. So the big thing that they're they're upgrading, and this is this typically is the case uh, since like three and four, they're going to add increase the speed of the gameplay. If you want to, it's basically a toggleable option. It increases the speed by twenty or thirty percent, and it doesn't seem like a huge deal, but it actually kind of is. Um, the other thing is they are adding various like graphical updates, like whatever, like that the special ray tracing features that the PS5 is going to help for like reflections and more realistic ambiance something that i'm not going to notice in my devil may cry game for sure no that's but, the, i don't but, know but the other the real the real big thing though is is they're adding uh a new a harder game mode which has like a ton more enemies like literally like five to ten more enemies or five to ten times more enemies on screen Jeez, so okay. in, in regards to that i don't think that they can run that mode uh especially at a good frame rate on last gen because i'm gonna be honest they'll make cry 5 basically shot my ps5 up into the moon via the fans there's very few games that tax my ps my ps4 like that yeah i want to say 14 uh shadow bringers is bad well final fantasy 7 remake 7 was terrible doom is terrible uh doom and doom eternal 
But I mean, I, I'm sure we, there's a laundry list of games uh, that run it like that. It doesn't matter how clean your fan is. Your PS4 yeah. runs that loud. Don't lie to me. Yes, it does. But maybe they'll be silent this time. And I get custom custom plates on the side of my PS5. So, you know, I don't know what I'm going to put on there. But someday some... they're going to release something interesting, uh, hoping for a, a cool Ratchet and Clank plate. Because that game looks dope. I think that one comes out. Is that December? I didn't know if they actually announced a release date for it. I'm not sure I've heard a release date for it yet, but I'm pretty sure it's supposed to come out by the end of the year. Okay, I didn't know if they said like December, winter. I knew it was coming out soon. I just didn't know how soon. Yeah, I think it. I think it, definitely think it's that soon because that was one of the ones that I was looking forward to as well. But obviously, not a launch title. I'd say that that might honestly be my most anticipated game. Like, I am really excited about Demon Souls remake because Demon Souls is obviously what got me into the Souls franchise. I was I was one of those OG guys, and uh, there's yeah, a you- you got me into it. <laughs> You're welcome. You're welcome. I got a lot of people into it. It took a while. It, well, it took less time with you because uh, you have taste. Congratulations. That's uh, true. <laughs> I mean, Demon Souls, there were, you know, some design issues that weren't great. Like, the, the game is just not as smooth to play as the more recent games. And if they can improve on that, as well as, obviously, the graphical fidelity of the game, I... If you've seen the trailer, the game looks and runs smooth. And obviously, what they've done with the remake. What was it? Uh, who's the company that's doing that? Is it Bluepoint? Bluepoint, yeah. They did the Shadow of the Colossus remake really well, too. Yeah, but neither Graf- one of us played that. Graphics-wise, I'm talking about. I didn't play the game. I played the original and didn't like it. So I downloaded on PS Plus. I haven't played it. But yes, it looks good. Yes, And I've it heard does. good it, things. Yeah, I haven't heard any complaints. But that should that should be good. I'm I, I'm looking forward to replaying that one again, especially since I I don't have a working PS3 at this point. So it'll be a it'll be a, a good time to revisit that one. In like I haven't played it for like five years. So well, now it's actually the time to remake PS4 games and remat or PS3 games, whatever, and remaster. Like the PS3 to four, that there wasn't even a reason. Like the original, the Dark Souls remaster, the only big difference that I could remember was Blight Town. I mean, if I think Dark Souls, like, the first one in my head, I, it looks the same to me in my head from PS3 to PS4. Like, I know there's a difference, obviously, but it's not much of one where Demon Souls from PS3 to PS5 actually looks like a legit different game. No, you're, you're absolutely right. The Dark Souls remaster, while... I enjoyed it for what it was. It definitely didn't get a lot of replayability for me out of the out of the game. Like I didn't go back to it. I it didn't give me anything to really like hunger for, uh, because you're right. It really didn't offer anything new, and it wasn't that big of a leap in graphical quality. I mean, frame rate obviously and shoulders above, but I mean the PS3 version ran just fine. Yeah, I mean, kind of is what it is. It ran like really well. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's a reason why the game was so beloved. It didn't take until it was on the PC and you could run it at 120 frames per second for people to appreciate it. I mean, if we're going to go that way, like, why aren't they remastering all of those classic Super Nintendo games? Because they don't need to. Because they ran perfectly. Exactly. Yeah. It's what it is. I mean, all games are kind of just, like, a product of their time, and they can be appreciated um, in their original 
you know, format and the way they the way they were developed and designed. There is not a reason for companies to keep remaking and remastering as many games as they do. It is just a quick cash in most of the time, as far as I'm concerned. Well, I think they should at least wait like two generations. I don't think you need to remake five years after a remaster, five years after a game came out when you go from a PS3 to four or four to five, whatever. I mean, it's it's too soon. So you you so you think that it's okay for them to uh, remaster Final Fantasy X now, or fi- well Final well, I shouldn't say that because that was PS2, but like I feel <laughs> they like they've almost immediately like remastered that on every console since. <laughs> so at this point, they got to remake it. Literally yes. every Final Fantasy. they've already set the precedent anyway. Yeah, they just Which, have to remake that at this point. I mean, there's there's some games that could could do from remastering i'm sure like some of the ps2 games that i haven't played in a long time that i loved might be kind of rough these days and could could use you know a remake remaster whatever because it's been long enough but i mean from ps3 to ps4 i feel like they remastered half the ps3's catalog on the ps4 and they looked about the same yeah no they definitely did and and you're correct about the, the ps2 that generation I'd actually say the GameCube definitely aged a lot better than the PS2 did, even though the PS2 definitely has a lot broader of a catalog and a lot, I don't want to say a lot more classics, but there's definitely a lot more good games on it just due to the the girth of the library. Number. Yeah, yeah. I, I definitely played the PS2 way more back then. It's interesting. That the, obviously, like graphically, things like Wind Waker just age a whole lot better than realistic, gritty, brown, you know, bland stuff. The PS2 in general, I think the problem with that generation is just the HD and stuff. If you play on like current TVs without a crap ton of, you know, upgrades or whatever you want to call it, additional stuff to buy, it just makes it kind of rough. Yeah, even just with a basic HDMI converter, it's still very noticeable. And it's surprising how much that can kind of take me out of the experience and i think most most of it really has to do with just how big the tvs are now we were used to playing them on yeah, regular like, size crts with like 20 inch at yeah, most 18, yeah 18 19 20 inch tvs yeah we're splitting that to four screens playing like mario carter well, and you're sitting right in front of it because you're kids so you're like indian style you're not sitting back on your couch like we are now and we're still like oh my god this is this is stretched out and muddy as hell well, we're also we're splitting that screen into like two or four, depending on how many people we're playing too, in a lot of games. That's true. That was that basically was the uh, the last hurrah for couch co-op. Yeah, I mean for you and me, obviously the the last co-op generation was uh, the Xbox 360 and PS3. Yep, we, we played a lot, a lot there for sure. Yeah, after that we didn't really have the option for couch co-op anymore. Not that there's much happening anyway. No, yeah, it's definitely not a requirement anymore. And sometimes even games like because it's it's a fantastic way to play. Oh, 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 for sure. That's one of the cool things, and I'm not even sure if it's cool because I don't know if I would even try it. With the the upgrades to the next generation, the way that you know Sony and Microsoft are taking care of the uh, last gen games and upgrading them for the the new consoles, like one of the ones uh, is is Borderlands Three, which which I play quite a bit. It was only two-player split-screen on the current consoles, and it basically played like horseshit. Yeah, really it was really bad. bad. And for the upgrade, they're doing four-player split-screen. There we go. That's cool. 
I hope it doesn't run like horse shit. <laughs> it'll be it'll be interesting to see. <laughs> I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna get a lot of use out of it, especially with so this say, far as away from everyone as I am. Like I can play it online with people, uh, and even then, it's a little sketchy. Even not being as far away, just like the age we're at now, it's just impossible to get everybody together at one time anyway. Oh yeah, and for, more, for more than like a couple hours at best. And if we're getting together for something, it's probably not going to be like to play a game. It's probably for some weird occasion or something. No, we got to like shoehorn that stuff in. Oh, for sure. I was going to say, did the last time we got together, did we shoehorn in anything? It's I'm not sure. A long did. time. Well, the last time I came over, kid came over to visit. Did we play anything? I don't think we did. Yeah. See, there it is. Yeah. I just chased your dog in the backyard. I think that's yes, all I did. You did. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely wore me out. I'm getting too old for that shit. No, I was I was ready to fire up some Street Fighter Cross Tekken, but no, we just that would have been good. Really? That would have that would have been a a walk down memory lane's finest. I've been I've been <laughs> itching to play that game again, but I refused to buy it on Steam and play it on PC. It's supposed just to be trash on there. I don't and I don't even know if it's just because people trash on the game or it's actually trash on Steam, but I guarantee you the online doesn't work because nobody thought. I need to fire it up back up on I fired up on PS3 and went through arcade mode. What was it? I texted you like a month ago or something. I went back through it, but I need to try online and see if anyone's actually on there. The servers are still up, so. Way to go, Capcom. You're almost at your peak now. You still got that <laughs> server up, and you're making great games. Good job. So, I mean, I think that pretty much sums up our our next-gen aspirations. I'm looking to get a PS5. I'm not really interested in Xbox Series X. Buck, I don't know what, what your thought is on it. You usually end up getting both at some point down the line. I usually do. It, it's really just gonna. I don't know if I will this time because Halo's already gonna come out on the Xbox One, and I've I've honestly barely used my Xbox One since I got it, and since everyone's kind of you know moved in different directions, we'd never get together to play Halo anymore anyway. So that was kind of pointless. Yeah, that's fair. So you can play the campaign, get it out of your system. Yep, and then just I'll just keep a Game Pass subscription. It's only like a couple bucks a month on some kind of promotion, so. Yeah, the Game Pass is amazing. An amazing deal. Definitely better on Xbox than it is on the PS5, but e either service, if you're just looking for just a ludicrous amount of different games to play, there is no cheaper way to do it unless you're just emulating and downloading yes. ROM. <laughs> well, the bad part about the, the PS4, the PS Now system is everything that's not a PS4 game, you have to stream the old games. So Yeah, that's true. You can't like play a fighting game. It's just they're not even playable. Like I did the the uh, what should I call it? Like just a trial of it, like the seven day trial, and canceled it at four trials up because I just booted up like Ultra Street Fighter Four and just tried playing. It was like nope. So you cannot stream like at least my internet's not good enough to stream that and be consistent. I can't imagine unless you're getting some epic fiber internet in the middle of like L.A. or something that you're going to be able to actually stream it and play it at a decent level right well that, that's probably true and while we're talking about that before i forget i want to get on my soapbox and just tell sony how disappointed i am in their <laughs> efforts at backwards compatibility this uh, generation especially since it was so rumored like everyone was saying at the beginning like it's going to be compatible with everything i didn't think that that was going to be true i was very certain that ps3 was not going to be on the table because of because the hardware object right, up. but I was hopeful that they might manage p 
PS2, PS1, some type of like strange emulation madness. It's nice that we're getting PS4 backwards compatibility because obviously the last gen we got nothing. That yeah, it's an upgrade. If you're an Xbox player, you're getting backwards compatibility all the way back to the OG Xbox. Yeah, and you can still use the actual disc. It's not even just something you have to like a download code or anything. Like you can actually put your physical disc in and still use it. Yeah, and me being pretty Xbox ignorant. Has that been the case for all the consoles at this point? Yeah, I mean, it was, it has been for everything. Okay. Well, kudos to you, Microsoft, for being smart about that. Well, I guess there's an asterisk by that. So with the 360, they kept doing patches where more and more games would work. I don't think every game technically works on there. I think they have a like a huge list of games that do work, but they kept patching more and more as like the life cycle went on. I can see why that might be frustrating from a consumer perspective after buying the console, but that is an extremely consumer-friendly cost of resources for Microsoft. Yeah, and that's and actually that's nice free. that they did that. And at least everything is just completely free when they do an update and patch in another, you know, 100 games. It's not like you're paying anything for it. Right. That's one of my big disappointments this generation for sure. Kind of is what it is. I've kind of been used to it at this point as a Sony fanboy. Oh, I think with Xbox, I just have been kind of all their eggs in the, the Game Pass basket, which scares me a little bit because it doesn't seem like they really care if you actually buy their games anymore. And I mean, I don't particularly care about Bethesda, so that's not an acquisition. Although it was cool to get Doom Eternal just came on Game Pass since they got Bethesda now, so that was a nice addition of a game I wouldn't have bought otherwise, but it was cool to basically get on Game Pass and be able to play through. Oh, sure. Yeah, I mean, I mean that was a big acquisition for Microsoft in general. And I, I like the fact that they're not, you know, like retroactively like removing all of their games from the other <laughs> consoles, that like dick move that that would have been. That's what Sony would do. Microsoft is actually... Uh, probably. They, they play well with others. Right. It's a conundrum why I'm such a fan of Sony at this point. But it's just, you know, growing up with the consoles... I, well, growing up with obviously all of the consoles, pretty much. Yeah. Sony just... Especially between each, both of us. Yeah, I mean, just each generation, Sony has the games that I want to play on them. And even at this point, it's a little homogenous between the consoles. I mean, there's well, that's uh, just a small handful of original IPs that are... Yeah, exactly. 90% of games anymore. It's not like when it was back in the day, like when you got your, you know, Saturn versus PS1 were... Seemed like like 10 20 percent of the games were the same, and the rest of them were different. Now it's the exact opposite. When 10 20 percent are different, 80 percent of the games are the exact same. It's a different time. Moving on from that, Buck, unless you've got something else that you want to bring up, something just like a burning conversation that you've want to have, you've wanted to have with me for a while. Do you want to talk about some games that we've been playing? Yeah, I think that's it's, a good It's been player. a super long time. I don't know what you've been playing, and neither do the listeners. Yeah, I'm just going to go on currently, because I'm, I mean, I know we both obviously played through Final Fantasy VII Remake, and it was fantastic while we were out. Oh, yeah, it has been that long, hasn't it? I, I was just looking <laughs> at, like, my last, like, four months worth of games. I'm just like, I have played a pitiful amount of things. <laughs> yeah, obviously we both played that, and it's, 
I don't think anyone could take away from the quality of game they made. I just don't know that it was should be considered like a remake since they're definitely reimagining some things. But I'm happy with the direction stuff they're going. At least they're going to keep us guessing a little bit for longtime fans. It's not just the same. Yeah, I think I was a lot more smitten with it than you were. I, you were. I had a really good time with it. It was one of the best games that uh, I've, I've played in recent memories. And I don't know if it was just mostly nostalgia, but there was just something about getting to see these characters that, you know, we kind of grew up alongside. Like we played those games back when we were like, I don't know, 12 to 15 years old, probably. And getting yep. to see those characters reimagined in glorious HD and the way that they they didn't even like really redesign the characters, which was nice. I was kind of worried that they were going to take maybe too many uh, liberties with the remake. But outside of the weird kind of story changes they've made, the characters and their personalities, I feel were really intact and definitely more fully developed. And uh, I think the game is actually much more enjoyable for fans of the original who can really appreciate it and, you know, grab onto the the smaller details and someone who just came into the remake fresh and hadn't played it or the the original. Oh, yeah, I thousand percent agree with that. And they actually make Cloud a lot more likable than he was. I think the big thing for me that where it was hard, it was only a, a couple weeks it came out after my daughter was born. So it literally took me, I think, like four months or so to actually get through it. Oh, yeah, that's rough. So it was very uh, disjointed. I don't remember a lot of parts of it. Yeah, if I had to break it up that much, that would have uh, definitely been very frustrating. I pretty much was playing it for three or four hours a night after it came out. So it was like a uh, week and a half, two weeks, probably. Yeah, so it's like a good amount of time. Yeah. For I mean, I liked, the, I liked the length of it. I think it was, it took me 25 to 30 hours to finish. I've only played through it once, but... I didn't mind any of the extra content that they added to it. Um, I may have been a little turned off by all of the, you want to call those those ghosts or whatever they were. They kind of like with the robot kid or whatever those missions or oh you mean like the Harry Potter Dementors? <laughs> yeah, the Harry Potter Dementors. That's the that is the best way to describe this. <laughs> yeah, where they kind of like control the 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 happenings of yeah the fate. Yeah, that's what I'm looking for. I don't know if I loved that part. Maybe well, the only thing I really had a qualm with. Well, that's where it came into the kind of reimagining versus remake. Yeah, that part and then a lot of the ending. Well, I mean, I think that's how they explain the ending, though, is because of the, the Dementors or whatever you want to call them. I right. thought, like, changed the fate, so. In saying that, it was a, it was a heck of a ride. Oh, um, it, yes. It was, especially the last... Like, I thought it dragged a little bit toward the middle, but the last few chapters were extremely good. Oh, see, I actually kind of disagree with you. Really? Yeah, I actually thought the last chapter or two, right before you go to the Shinra Tower, you know, like when you're you're climbing up all the dilapidated highways and stuff, trying to actually get to the headquarters, I thought that part was, it just kind of felt like padding to me. Oh yeah, when you're climbing up constantly, like when you're using the when you're using the grappling hooks for no reason, yeah, you got to get to the perfect spot and then like shoot your yeah the grappling hook up there and then climb up. 
Yeah, that was the point where I thought, well, maybe there's a little bit too much padding here. And it at that point, I feel like there was it was mostly just like pointless kind of like corridor navigation and not a lot of character development. Um, it was I'll literally just that. there to like fill space to kind of show like how they went from the plate up to the or however they got to the headquarters. It's been a while since obviously since I've played, so I don't remember all of it, but. That was the part that I didn't like. I, I don't remember this middle part where you think it got slow. I can't even remember it off the top of my head right now. That's fair. But yeah, I mean, once you got to Shinra headquarters, that was that was awesome. Yeah, I, honestly, I think my, my favorite parts of it was just getting to see the character interactions. Because uh, the, voice, the voice work was great. Obviously, the animations were great. And... You know, just kind of developing the personalities there was super cool. And obviously the combat, the the changes to an action-based combat, I don't think it hindered the game at all. I thought it was actually a, a great change of pace. They did a good job with it. Oh, for sure. And you could even play still the turn-based way if you want to. I mean, that's still the option. If you played like that, they made the game ridiculously stupid easy. I played like that for just a little bit, and I was like, no, i got to go back to the current way. That seems like that would just make it a lot less fun, too. Like a lot less, a lot slower well. and a lot easier. I think that's probably fine in certain parts. I mean, it just depends upon what kind of gamer you are. But the combat was was pretty great. The actually the only thing that I was a little disappointed with, and I guess I kind of understand why they did it, was the way that they somewhat neutered the summoning materia. In the fact that you could only use it in like certain battles mostly bosses and uh, larger-scale encounters. Well, that, and you couldn't even get some of them until, like, right before the end, I felt like, with Chadwick or whatever, when he was doing the... Yeah, you couldn't get Leviathan or Bahamut till almost the end of the game. Yeah, until, like, right before. Yeah, I don't, I don't know if that so much bothered me. It was just the way that they obviously had a, a decent impact on the combat, but it was kind of always, like you were building up to getting them like in the boss encounter. And it always just kind of felt like a mandatory, like coup de gras. Once I build up to this, this battle's pretty much over. Yeah. And I it, agree. With but I did think it was cool. Obviously they were, they animated cool. I liked the fact that they just kind of hopped in battle and just kind of fought alongside you. I thought that was cool. At, at, at the same time of me kind of like complaining and being disappointed by that. I'm not certain how else they, they could have, done it unless they just treated them like really they're really you know, weak or something yeah really like bare bones materia where they just showed up for a second blasted off an attack but it wasn't like this big cinematic thing i don't i don't know but i am hoping that they make a, a little bit of an adjustment there they might do that it's hard telling but final fantasy 7 remake great game i was not disappointed i don't think you were either buck no i was trying to think currently what if Currently, I've been playing not not a ton, actually. I've actually surprisingly went uh, back to Breath of the Wild and been having a decent time. Yeah, I bounced off hard, probably two or three hours in. And I had friends that were just like, this is the best game I've ever played. And I'm just like, I don't, I don't see it. I don't get it. I didn't even make it all the way through like the tutorial the first time I gave it a shot. I don't think like all the, the, uh, the shrines at the beginning, and then you get the... The leaf. I don't even think I made it that far before I started playing it again. Like I jumped okay. off early. <laughs> yeah, no, you definitely did. 
I made it past that and I got to free roaming open world and I was just like, the combat's fine and the, you know, the breakable weapons didn't bother me as much as I thought it would. And I, I know it bothered you. It's very annoying, but you get so many weapons where, it, I mean, it's it's still stupid annoying, but you always have something to use at least. Yeah, and I was, I, the only thing that I kind of appreciated about it was it made you use different kinds of weapons, but it also made you kind of like prioritize which weapons that you were going to use for certain circumstance. Like you'd use like your, your Deku sticks for like weaker moblins and then save your other weapons for uh, stronger enemies, which I thought was kind of cool. But at the same time, I don't, I wasn't sure it added to the game, but then again, I'm not sure I put enough time into the game, so I will let you speak on your current experience. I just think one thing that's just cool is just when you're kind of wandering around out in the wild or whatever you want to call it. Breathing. (laughs) Yes, the breathing wild. (laughs) You could basically run into, like, I ran into this huge, like, golem rock monster dude and had to, like, jump up on his back, like, Shadow of the Colossus style to be able to get, like, a weak point up there to take him down. And it wasn't, like, part of the story or anything. It was just kind of a just a random thing happening. So, I don't know. I guess it kind of reminds me of, I don't want to say Skyrim, because I didn't really have too many fond memories of that. But I guess it's a game it feels like where no two people are going to have the exact same experience, which is kind of cool. Well, I had that experience, so I'm not sure what you're talking about. <laughs> nice. You did have that <laughs> yeah. experience. No, you're, you're right, though. Because, I mean, at the once you get out of that tutorial area, there is a lot of space that you could go. And the game doesn't tell you to go any specific way. And once you're out of that tutorial, you have all your tools, puzzle-solving tools that you're going to have. So you can kind of do whatever you want, go in any direction you want, and you will have a variety of different success ratios, because some places are harder than others. Like, right now, I'm okay with... I know everyone talked about, like, there's no actual dungeons basically you just the shrines are all just kind of mini dungeons which i mean that's been fine to me right now but i can see where that might kind of tire on later since there's a gazillion of them but right now i'm enjoying it and i'm kind of surprised well that's good like it's always nice to kind of revisit a game and get a little change of uh change of heart on it i definitely have a couple of games i've been playing that that's been the case probably not as long coming as breath of the wild and probably not nearly as critically acclaimed but that's that's one that i'll probably revisit at some point too because while i don't love 3d zelda a whole lot um i think there is definitely some charm to that game i mean i figure the whole world can't be wrong so there's got to be something to it (laughs) i mean the whole world likes skyrim and final fantasy 9 now i think i probably still like 9 better than i like skyrim oh i do i definitely like skyrim more than you do uh, it took me a many, many attempts. I haven't leveled my hands much like yourself, so I don't have Skyrim experience. So. Yeah, I gotta be, I gotta be in this strange mindset to enjoy that game, and I have to play it in a very direct way. That's that's one of the things that bothers me about open world games. Like I'm so annoyingly we're, kind we're of the like same way in completionist. That sort of. And if I have too much distraction, too many things point me in the wrong direction, I'm overwhelmed and I don't want to play it. 
Well, okay, I guess we're not the same in that regard because I like, I mean, I'm fine with like a clear direction. It's fine having side quests. A lot of times I'm going to ignore them, but I like, you know, a direction of where to go, not necessarily just an open world like Breath of the Wild and drop me in it, which is why I'm kind of surprised that I am enjoying it because generally I like, you know, kind of streamlined here. This is where you're supposed to go. If I want to make a detour, I will. Otherwise, I'll go there and I'll keep the story going. Yeah, Breath of the Wild is definitely a lot more like that. It's more of like once you get put into the main world, it's kind of just like a choose-your-own-adventure sort of thing. Skyrim definitely has all of the Elder Scrolls games. They have that general story progress and then all of the other offshoot side quests and things too. And the way I found that I enjoyed uh, that type of game more is I follow the story almost to a T without doing side quests. I almost don't do any side quests, but I will go and explore uh, random caves and things along the way. But side quests get me too distracted, and I feel like I'm wasting a little bit of time doing those. Well, I mean, that's a big reason why I never even tried to play The Witcher 3. Like, it was... It, it, the, the place where we're at in life, it's like it's too much to take on. I'm just not gonna... not gonna do it. Yeah. Yeah, I haven't... Uh, I haven't tried to tackle that one recently. So that's not going to be one of the games I talk about for sure. I was going to say, let's switch over to you. What have you been playing? Oh boy! So let's let's get the the ones that I don't care to admit as much that I've been playing. Obvious, I've been going to a lot of comfort games recently, so not necessarily a whole lot of new games, but I do have a handful. Obviously, I've been uh, playing WoW um, a decent bit, especially with the Shadowlands expansion coming out someday. Uh, now that it got delayed. I wanted to level another character before they revamped the whole leveling system. So I went ahead and leveled uh, my last character from 1 to 120, uh, which was more fun than I thought it was. We talked the other week, and I was talking about this day that I I was playing the game. And it's very, I don't want to say it's infrequent, but it's not that common for my wife and my child to to leave the house for a few hours and give me a couple of maybe an afternoon to myself to play games. And typically what happens is I won't know what I want to do and I'll waste like an hour trying to figure out what it is. And then I'll find something and I'm just like, this is not what I wanted to do. And I'll just be like, well, that was a bummer. I was glad I got some time to myself, but I didn't really do something that I wanted to do. So, so just the, the whole afternoon you got to yourself and you end up accomplishing nothing? Yeah, it's kind of just like going on Netflix and just like surfing for like an hour or two and not finding anything and just going to bed. That's what it felt like. Yeah. But <laughs> the Netflix this, video games. Yeah. But this particular time, um, I started up a new character they left for the afternoon and I, w- I was playing a hunter. It was the, the first time I've actually like legitimately like leveled one up uh, all the way. And I I was playing it, and the hunter is kind of your summoner class. Well, on the side of that, I was blasting the original Pokemon TV soundtrack on Spotify. Oh, there you go. And that kind of set the ambiance and mood that I was looking for. <laughs> and so I listened to that a couple times, and I and I, I was just leveling. I, I think I made it from like level one to fifty or something in like three hours. It's and I was just like, they've streamlined it that much too. Yeah, I mean, it's even more streamlined now. You only level up to level fifty, and it takes like ten hours. But I, I haven't, I haven't gone through that process. 
I didn't know that it had even been three hours. I was just kind of in the zone, enjoying it. It was kind of it was nostalgic and and kind of just a good time. Just like one of those like unplanned gaming sessions. Yeah, when you just everything just clicks and it's just yeah. like whoa. Yeah, every time I try to plan for something like that, it, it never really works out. No, you can't plan for that kind of stuff. It it just has to happen naturally. Yeah. Because yeah, I just started playing. I was like, you know what? I want to listen to some some Pokemon music, and I did, and it was amazing. That was about it. Otherwise, I'm not. I I'm trying to not play WoW as much. It's one of just one of those games that I like sit down and I'll play for like a half hour and just be like, that was a wasted half hour. So <laughs> trying not to throw that on as much. Another game very similar, uh, Fantasy Star Online 2. Um, got that for the PC. Um, I've been playing it. It is fun, but the grind is real, much like any MMO. And I don't have any, you know, like hold up with, you know, the free to play aspect of the game. I don't think it really holds it back um, as much as it does for some other games of that ilk. And while I'm a huge fantasy star and just fantasy star fan in general, I don't know if it's going to be a game I'm going to be putting much more time into. It's fun, but again, it's one of those games like you you need friends to play with. Otherwise, I don't think I can stick with it. Well, to me, though, like, I don't know if you're the same way. The fact that it's free to play, I mean, that's awesome. It definitely doesn't hurt it, but it hurts it as far as me, like, prioritizing time to it. If I'm, like, paying for a 14 subscription or a WoW, and I'm like, well, I need to play WoW or 14 instead of Fantasy Star Online 2 because that's free and that's going to be there. Yes and no. And here's my argument there. That is, that is appreciated, and I do have a little bit more uh, draw to play those other games. But there's also that stress when you're playing, you're paying that subscription and you feel like you have to log into those games yeah. to get something out of them. That, on the flip side, sucks. I'll agree. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't know who's going to disagree with that, really. But I, I will say, Fantasy Star Online 2, it's a cool game. Had that been the first one I played back in the day when we had more time, because I, I played hundreds and hundreds of hours of the original Fantasy Star Online and then all the ones on the PSP, those were those were great. I really just don't have the time for these these kind of games anymore. Yeah, if we were like, if it was 10 years ago and you know, we were in college or fishing up or whatever, and we had these kind of games, like all these free-to-play games, even like Genshin Impact is a really quality kind of a grindy gotcha game, but it's it's really good. And like Fantasy Star Online 2, all those games, my gosh, the hours we would have put into those. Yes. And I mean, it's disappointing because I think the game is actually really good. The combat's way better. And all the content in there, there's just a ludicrous amount of content that we are catching up on from uh, the Japanese release was seven years ago. I thought it might have even been like 2011. It's been a while regardless. I don't think it's that long, but we are catching up. I think we're one episode away. I think it's going to come out. Episode five just dropped this month. And then I think uh, early next year, we're going to get episode six and we're going to be caught up at that point. But then at that point, we're getting Fantasy Star Online New Genesis, which that game looks crazy. It looks like a mixture of Fantasy Star Online and Xenoblade. Which sounds awesome. (laughs) It does sound awesome. And it looks cool, and it's more of an open world, less of an instanced MMO. Um, a lot more, 
like mobility, aerial mobility, exploration. It looks cool. Um, you can import your characters over uh, to that new game. I don't know if like you bring like all of your progress or if it's just like your created character. I'm sure you get some type of benefit there. Uh, but that's something to look forward to, but probably also something that I won't play unless I have absolutely nothing else to play. One thing I will say about, I mean, I haven't much time in Advanced Star Online too, but one thing I'll say about it is it's one of the least MMO feeling games, you know, that I've played. As far as the combat feels like a legit action game, it does not feel like an MMO at all. Like it's smooth, it's really good, it's not, you know, MMOs usually either have kind of a, a clunky, like the original Fantasy Star Online, which we both love, has its own fancy start time button presses. It's a little, a little dated at this point and clunky. Like two just feels smooth and good. Yeah, no, they definitely did a lot of great upgrades. Like, so you can look at Fantasy Star Online, the original. There's, there's a lot of clunk there. It is a game of its time for sure. It was ahead of its time in its day. But then you look at like Fantasy Star Universe and the PSP games, Fantasy Star Online Portable series. They were an upgrade, a good upgrade from Fantasy Star Online. And this is just the next evolution of it. And I think Sega's doing a really good job uh, with the games in general. Uh, I have nothing but love for the game. I've probably put 40, 50 hours into it. So I've played it a lot more than you have, I assume. Oh, you have. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I've definitely, I've, I've played with a, a couple of my buddies on PC. I've, I've kind of just sherpa them into it. And that was, that's how I learned all of the things, like all of the nuances, like all of the different questing systems and crafting systems and, and things of that nature. It's, it's a lot more complex than the other ones. But if, if you're looking for a, a free to play science fiction action game, that is relatively anime. If you're into anime, you'll probably be into it. I, I'd say no reason not to check it out. If you have an Xbox or a PC, it's not out on the, the PlayStation yet. And I don't think it's been announced uh, when that's dropping. Probably yeah, they early next year. Yes, four and Switch, but they never set a release date. Yeah, I'd be amazed if it comes out on the Switch. Who would want to play it online on the Switch anyway? Because you can't play I mean, it offline. This guy right <laughs> I would want to play it online on the Switch because, like I said, a lot of times that I don't have necessarily TV time. So if I got just a Switch being portable, that'd be right up my alley. Yeah, that's fair. So I'm that guy. <laughs> yeah, I can't hate on you for that. So you got two for two for MMOs. And the only reason, like I'd say, if you you know don't have a lot of time, then uh, Fantasy Star Online 2 is probably not going to be as amazing. But I guess yeah, it's not too looking bright. at hundreds of hours. Just just trying, I don't want to say hundreds of hours to get to like max level, but there's a lot of reason to log in every day and do that kind of daily grind, and that's what you're looking for. Kudos to you. Yeah, if you got the time, that's a, a good way to invest it. You're going to have a good time. Yeah, I've got a, I've got a couple other games. I don't, I don't know how many you've got. i got a couple other ones. So I don't know you if go ahead. Go next. All right. Yeah, nobody wants to hear me talk about MMOs anymore, but thankfully they're all <laughs> Dungeon Fighter Online. <laughs> I haven't. I re-downloaded it when I rebuilt my computer, but no, I haven't played it. So. It seems like I just have a Mac and it doesn't run it now. My old computer, 2014, like $250 laptop, HP, finally died, so I just got Jess's Mac and it doesn't even run on Mac, so I can't even play it. Frustrating. 
That's garbage. You gotta, you gotta bust out your Xbox 360. <laughs> there we go. Now, the next one I've been playing is uh, just kind of a something to turn on at night if I just have a, a few minutes or want to play a few rounds of something. I've been back on Dragon Ball Fighters. Nice. Just going into ranked and trying to wreck some people with my characters that no one plays and no one knows how to fight against. So it's it's been going well. So uh, Tien and Nappa. Yep. Uh, who who else is on your team? Oh, Gohan, but I mean he's not. That doesn't really count because people. Some people play as him, but mostly it's like a lot of DLC characters, a lot of two different Broly's, and you know. Goku with Lord knows what color hair. Blue Ultra Red. Instinct, for sure. Ultra He's... Instinct now, then Blue Vegito, and... Is anybody playing Roshi? I know he's the new character, and I heard he's pretty complex. He's pretty freaking hard to play, but I've run a few. I've actually had more trouble with him because I don't know how to play against him, and I don't run into enough to really get a good grasp on him. Like, he's got... He's got like projectile anti-airs that are kind of annoying to go against, and yeah, he's he's interesting. Because that's good. To... I'm glad they're not losing their creativity. All these DLC characters that they're putting out are pretty much slam dunks so far. And that's been like the best thing about the game because, like, I know we both played when the base roster was out, and that was my biggest qualm with it was every like if you played one character, you could literally play every single character because almost all of them played stupid similar. There were a couple differences, but most of them played really, really similar and had almost the same mechanics. And all the DLC characters are like a learning experience, which is really cool. And I don't even yeah. have the newest, though. I don't have the last two DLCs yet, so I only have the first one. I was going to say, I think I'm pretty sure I have both of them. Uh, the last character that I really gravitated towards was Videl. I really like her quite a bit. See, I don't have her yet because well, the newest the second like i have fighter pack one is there only fighter pack one and two or is there one two and three i thought there was only no there must be two and three because roshi's on a fresh one with uh ui yeah. i think i think so because I, I haven't played ui or roshi if you is janemba in your fighter pack or not yes like, who's, yeah okay who's yeah i've your, played janemba right? i've played the, uh, the new broly um okay the del jiren uh GT Goku. Oh god, he's annoying. Yeah, Hard I played all those. Uh, they're all pretty interesting. Uh, I definitely actually I think GT Goku may have been the last one that came out in that fighters pack and I I don't think I've gone back to the game since then. Okay. But I definitely played uh Janimba and I mean, he's cool. I was looking forward to Janimba because I think he's one of the more interesting villains especially of the movies. That's I look, kind of, I just think cooler. That's pulling looked, out a diamond and a turd right there. Yeah. <laughs> cooler looked cool, but he's really hard to play as. I still don't have like a good. He kind of looks like a brawler with pretty basic combos. No, he he isn't, and he's got weird, like a lot of his stuff connects with some weird, like air stuff and like flying knees and uh, his regular combo ends with like a weird finger laser thing and shoots him in a different direction. Like, he's definitely different. Well, that's good. I'd say most of the... It, it is. It has been hard for me since I like learned on the base roster to pick up a lot of the DLC characters without like putting in a lot of the a lot of time because I never really had a very deep understanding of the game's 
especially the combo mechanics. I never got very far past maybe like 10 hit combos at this point. I'm not doing your average bread and butter is beyond me in that game. Well, it really helps now too, that the, everyone has like a viable assist. Yeah, no, that was a great addition. and was a season two where they gave you the three different options. I really like that. That made a lot of my characters reasonably viable on a, on the same team. That made uh, Krillin a lot better and made Nappa a lot better. Krillin was never on my team because I can't play stubby characters. <laughs> well, I do love me some Krillin. I can't. I have a really hard time playing stubby characters. So no, no GT Goku. No, no GT Goku. Even though I think he, <laughs> I think he's got more range than any characters in the game. He does. He has a freaking staff. Yeah, that and power is hard, so hard uh, to hit because he's short. Ah. Uh, Krillin's not even short enough to get like the advantages of being a short character. Yeah, no, not really. So, so now that you've gone back to it, are you getting any more <laughs> viable as an online battle participant? I mean, my win rate's like seventy-six or eight percent, so it's about that's not bad. Seven, that eight sounds pretty good. It sounds like it's better than well, I don't know if it's better than it was, but it's not better it's not better than it was because like just at the lower ranks like it was ridiculously good because climbing the ranks like before you get matched up with people at higher you know higher point values like it was stupid easy right but it's probably about i'd say about seven it's probably about 70 percent now and i think it's like 76 or 78 percent overall nice definitely better than any of my win ratios in Marvel versus capcom games back in the day Yes, it's definitely better than those, even though I feel like I'm way better Like at Marvel Infinite. The win rate is so much higher in Dragon Ball because so many more people play. Well, I think there's that, and I think just the game in general, the, you know, the pace, and winning and losing is a lot less volatile in that game. Like You can't just lose out of nowhere and get happy birthday and get your entire party killed nearly <laughs> as easily. I mean, it can happen, but it's rare. Yeah, it's really rare to get happy birthday in Dragon Ball, for sure. Yeah. You can get your whole team foot dived by Doom and then go get killed in one combo. Yeah, that's that's bad. Yeah, but God, it, it's so weird. That's like the last fighting game that I've really played. And I don't even really feel like I've played it that much. That's what happens when I haven't been around you much lately. No, I, clearly. Clearly. Although, I will say, that new character that they announced for Guilty Gear, that, that doggo girl... Giovanna or whatever her name is. She looks pretty cool. That game looks super slick. I just don't know how well it's going to hold up. They, hold my don't, interest over don't they always? Yeah, Guilty Gear's got a heck of an art style, but... Yes, they do. I mean, XR didn't hold me, or whichever one I bought. I don't remember. Yep, XR. I believe it was XR, but yeah. But yeah, Dragon Ball Fighters has been... It's a good time. It's a good time killer and just something i can play real quick and not have to devote a lot of time to it that's for the last one i'll talk about you got like one more or? i got two more okay I, I got two more and they're very similar so so this first one is one that i i kind of bounced off uh the first time i played it and this seems and I, I tend to be doing this a lot recently like i can't concentrate on a game or if i only have like 15 or 20 minutes to like try it the first time I tend to, I can't get like invested in it. I just kind of put it down, which that's like, that's a huge personal problem. I need to clearly budget time better or something or just not start games when I know I only have 20 minutes to play. So this game, um, Metroidvania 
Souls-like game, if you will. Um, I'm sure a lot of people have probably played it at this point, but uh, this is Blasphemous uh, by the developer's Game Kitchen. Uh, this was you know, a Kickstarter from several years ago. It, its DNA is Metroidvania and Souls-like, like I said, but I, I don't think that it's as Souls-like as it tends to get credit for. Um, and I think it also is not as Metroidvania as people give it credit for either. You know, your, your character progression in the game is especially with like, you know, like how you like power up and stuff. Uh, you don't gain levels. You just kind of spend money on like a skill tree for your weapons. And you also get like items like rosary beads and things that you can equip that give you like little bonuses. Uh, but you can only have so many of them equipped at the same time. So it's a little bit more basic there. You don't have to do, like, character planning, which is kind of nice. And then also, as far as, like, the Metroidvania aspects of it go, all of the Metroidvania upgrades, they're all pretty original, but they're also, none of them are mandatory to beat the game. They're all optional and help you find secrets and further power-ups. So it's weird. It's like a reverse Metroidvania, kind of. An optional everything metroidvania i don't know if that would bother most people it kind of put me off a little bit because i always felt like i'd find areas that were too tough or i couldn't progress and i was just like well i'll come back here later and if you don't go to like certain points and and find those upgrades it can it can be a little weird the the progression of it because you think that you'd be getting those more naturally. Like I didn't know it was going to be that way until I finished the game and I did a little bit more research on it. And I was like, Oh, all this stuff was optional. That's, that's strange, but the game's really cool. Like as, as far as I'm concerned, out of all the indie games that I've played, I think it has literally the best artwork and animation. That's for, uh, I think I think the the pixel work on it is is phenomenal and just you know the the world of the game is very ominous and depressing. It deals with a lot of kind of like dark Christian beliefs and the the story is while like not like exposition dumps or anything like that. It's more like a Souls game where it tells you a little bit of the story, kind of tells you what you're doing. A couple of cutscenes where you know your character's waking up. Uh, amongst a bunch of like dead corpses and it's just like oh i need to go do this thing i guess and that's about it outside of like item descriptions and things of that sort um and the way i'm describing it this game just seems like it's just a bunch of just odd shit thrown together this is probably like one of my top five games i've probably played like this decade wow i really really enjoyed this game i've played it i played through it twice it is phenomenally designed as far as like navigation and combat especially no game have i felt recently you can even add like souls games to this list where i felt like by the time i'd gotten like halfway through the game and gotten over the hurdle of learning it and trying to figure out why the game was difficult just like the level of mastery that you get with this game and the way the characters are designed it reminds me of like an old school Mega Man game, probably for you, where you've Man. played them enough where after you figured out the character, like your like the boss's patterns specifically, the next time you go through the game, if you remember that, you'll probably be one-shotting them without much effort. 
but that's only if you've you know if you've figured all that stuff out you've, you've mastered the combat in general they're just the tells of you know like attacks and the way the characters are displayed on the screen it gives you all of the information that you need to be able to read the scenario and react and a lot of games i feel even 2d games at this point i feel some of them are a lot cheaper and more difficult to learn than I may want them to be. And this game had a very smooth learning curve, even though it is very difficult. I mean, that's about the highest endorsement you can give something. I And I, and I have to, really, because <clears throat> it kind of blew me away. Like, I was looking forward to the game, obviously, because I look forward to almost any game that's uh, ticketed as a Metroidvania or a Souls-like in general. Um, and typically, they disappoint me a little bit, but this one really sucked me in just like to the world in general and just the the overall gameplay flow and then the game did get dlc recently at some point this year i don't remember if it was like early this year or whatever but they added like five new bosses and extra like replay modes and they also did like a bunch of upgrading to the game too like balancing and they also like upgraded the map where you can leave icons and stuff on the map which is huge in one of these games where you're like, oh, I need to come back here at some point. That That's always like a nice quality of life thing that I wish was in almost every game at this point. Um, I mean, that would certainly be nice. Yeah, well, it, it would be. And I, I don't know if it's like hard to put in a game or whatever, but it, it is nice. Uh, all of those changes made the game a heck of a lot more enjoyable. And the fact that you can replay it and they have uh, different options of ways to like challenge the player. When you start the game a second time, it lets you pick uh, one of four ways to play through the game again. Like one of them is just the game's harder. And then the other three are the game is just harder, but you have like these different rules kind of set on your character. One, for example, is I'm, tr- I'm trying to remember exactly what it is, but I don't think you have any healing items. You can't use healing items, but your like magic bar is, is like infinite. So huh. you have to get through on whatever health you have. And you can't heal yourself in battle, but there are like certain skills and things that can heal you as you need. Um, and the way I played it was you have like a health bar. You have a health bar that's like, instead of like taking, you know, you can like take half your health when you get hit or something like that. Something ridiculous. You have individual health points and you can't get hurt for more than one point, which, which makes the game really hard at the beginning. Like you can only take like two hits and you die. But also when you heal, like it heals up your health like super slow. Like each health point takes like 10 seconds to heal up. And if you get hit while that's happening, the healing stops. Which sounds super hard and it is at the beginning, but eventually you get used to it and you find ways around it with different uh, ability setups and things where you can like heal using your magic while you attack in combination with it and, and different other things. And, that, and what I'm saying is, like, so they do make the game harder, but on that second playthrough, the game was much easier for me than it was the first time. Just because of that mastery and the way the game is designed, I can't give Game Kitchen enough credit for uh, how well they balanced everything. I mean, that's super nice because, like you said, that this is more than just, like, a new game plus. It's a new game plus with extra, like, a new game plus plus. Yeah, the new game plus, yeah, you get that extra choice and then you also get all those new bosses too you can't fight those five new bosses on your first time through the game and all of this was free dlc for the game which is awesome yes 
Yes. I mean, it's not like Hollow Knight quality of like DLC. It, it's all very good. The boss encounters are great, and those extra modes are, are, are fantastic to partake in if you want to. And it's definitely a game that I'm not going to try and replay it again because I think I think there was like two weeks I was playing it, and I played it for like 35, 40 hours. But it's definitely a game I can go back to and I want to I wanna play it again. And that's a lot for me to play one of those kinds of games. That's what I like Bloodstained where I put like 50 hours into it within like the first week. Typically those games are only like 10, 15 hours long. But there's a lot of like cryptic shit you have to figure out like a lot of like weird quests and and puzzles and things that if you really want to get into the trenches of it and uh get 100 percent uh you either need to be a genius or uh know how to get to the wiki which i did a little bit of that so a little bit of both <laughs> yeah yeah so blasphemous great game but i think probably a lot of people have probably heard of it at this point i will say that i'm disappointed in limited run games i wasn't able to get my deluxe copy of it they had a limited edition that I think dropped on like the 13th uh, for like 70 bucks or something that I really wanted, but I really can't on buy anything on there because I'm not that dedicated. Like 300 so. bucks eBay. Yeah, no thanks. I will say though, and I, you will either be proud of me or like disappointed. I don't know how you'll feel about this. I did pre-order the uh, the Dead Cells Prisoners Edition that comes out at the end of this week. There you go. And I'm gonna jump back into that. Clearly, that was the inspiration I needed. I just needed to throw a bunch of money at them. Dead Cells uh, is the best roguelike, I still think. Yeah, either that or God, I I want to play Hades so bad. I don't know about you. Uh, it looks it looks really good. All yeah. Super giant games games are quality, so at least you know you're getting something that's going to hold up and going to be super strong if you actually get their stuff. Yeah, dude, I guess get pumped just like watching the trailer for that game. Just like the music and the the speed of combat, it just looks crazy. So, I still want to Rogue Legacy too. Whenever it comes out on console, yeah, yeah. I don't. It's not out of early access yet, so that's definitely going to be a while. And then thirty XX, I want to get that too. Yeah, when does that drop? Sometime next year. That's all I know. <laughs> there you go. Uh, let's see here. So I got yeah one one last one, and this is the most recent game that came out, and I think it. It was either last week or the week before. Uh, this is also an indie game, and it's called Vigil, The Longest Night. Um, this is uh, very similar to Blasphemous, but it's more of... The best way I can describe it is it is a Vanillaware game and Bloodborne yep. put together. They had a love child. I do no, want to get no, a heady on this, because <laughs> you have to be like Vanillaware. Obviously, they have beautiful games, but their character designs yeah. are atrocious. They're something else. They're different. <laughs> they're, they're different. It's acquired taste. Acquired and taste. To be fair, sure. like some of them were like Dragon's Crown to me is super ugly, but some of their games like Odin Sphere did look really good. So, you know, I thought Dragon's Crown looked pretty good, but some of those characters, especially the women, super like over-sexualized. Were so over the top. Yeah. Like, I mean, the enemies look cool. Yeah. The areas look cool. Your characters were stupid. Yeah, I mean, like, the night dude looked okay. But that's just because you couldn't see any part of his body. I'm sure he had, like, 18 pecs. Even the dwarf looked ridiculous. Like, he was a little freaking tank. Yes. So, uh, fortunately, this game does not have kind of, like, those egregious proportions. The The characters are actually designed, I don't want to say normal, but far less detailed than a Vanillaware game would put into their characters. But okay. it's just kind of got that that kind of visual flair to it. But it's a much darker game like Bloodborne. And 
One of the biggest reasons for that is because it's basically, you know, set in a very similar environment as Bloodborne is. Kind of just like this dark mystery location, weird things are happening, and then you start getting that Lovecraft vibe with different enemies with eyeballs all over them or fishmen. And then it's got, you know, leveling system fairly similar to, to a Souls game, except it's uh, not stat-based, but it's based on skill trees for different weapons. Uh, lots of different equipment. But it is a, a Metroidvania game at heart. You, know, you are exploring things uh, on a, a 2D map uh, and getting, you know, double jumps and slides and things like that. So it's definitely uh, up my alley in that regards. It definitely ticks all the boxes. I've been having a lot of fun with that. I've only put like eight hours into it at this point. I'm not sure how far into it. Based on how many bosses the the story keeps telling me there is, I'm probably about halfway through it. And I think that Pretty game much. has designed, uh, as far as combat goes, it's very slick and responsive. But I will say I think some of the bosses are horseshit. I think their, their hitboxes are kind of terrible. And I feel like there's a lot of uh, damage that I can't avoid, which is frustrating. Oh, that's cheap. Yeah, it's not, and and maybe it's just me. Maybe I'm like not blocking enough. I'm trying to dodge through everything, which is typically how I deal with stuff. And with a game that lets you kind of decide what your weapons are and how you want to spec your character, I think I should be able to dodge through everything. Thank you, and have to play at the tank basically. To yeah, most of the bosses, I'm like down to my last like health flask or, or whatever it is. And I mean, that is kind of cool in its own right. That makes it more exciting. And I, and I'll, I'll be honest, like most of the bosses haven't taken me more than three or four tries at most. So it's not like <laughs> ridiculous. It's not ridiculous. But the problem is like I'm saying with blasphemous, I fought these bosses maybe three or four times, but the, by the third or fourth time I fought them, I was taking almost no damage or I was only losing like half as much of my healing items by the time I got through it. That's a certain form of mastery. These game, This game, I feel like I'm just basically, I scrape by with one extra healing item by the time I figured out how to get through them. It just, it felt more like a battle of attrition than I felt like me getting better at it. Not but I will time. say, like, combat outside of that, like the exploration of fighting normal enemies, I feel like there is much better uh, mastery gains there. Like, I feel like you, you learn the patterns of when enemies can't hit you and when they can't, and it all makes sense. So I think if they could update that in the game, because they've already been putting out some updates for things, I think that would that would help a lot where I'm just missing something. Which I play enough of those games, I don't think I'm missing anything. But. I, I kind of doubt it. I'd say you're probably... I mean, you'd play enough Metroidvanias that you know your stuff. I like to think so, even though I still don't... I still haven't gotten into Hollow Knight yet, so you know, my <laughs> do I get any credit? I don't. I doubt it. Clearly, I don't. I don't have any taste in them. But uh, yeah. yeah, so that game was uh, Vigil: The Longest Night. I highly suggest people check that out. It's eighteen to twenty bucks on Steam. Uh, I don't think it's out on the consoles yet, but it's one to look out for for sure. Yeah, have to have to look into that once it comes to consoles, maybe because I'm not a Steam guy. Oh, for sure. I definitely look into Blasphemous first. It's on sale on uh, PlayStation if you're interested. It might be on. What well, do you have? Do you have the PlayStation now? No. At the moment. Okay. No, I don't have that one. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know where it all is. I don't. I'm not sure if it's on Xbox or not. 
It's not on Game Pass, I can tell you that. <laughs> okay. For sure. God, have I, have I been playing anything else? That might that might be about it. Oh, I did pick up, and I haven't really played it that much, so I don't like have much to say about it, but I did pick up Mortal Shell the other day. It came out on Friday, physical edition. Picked yeah, I watched up. it, but I haven't, haven't, like you said, I've been waiting to hold that for the physical one, so I might have to pick that up here soon, because that looks like a cool gimmick. You basically turn to stone. And then can deflect like enemies' attacks, right? Yeah. So, uh, so what I've played, I've gotten through the tutorial area, and then I'm like in the first area, just trying to figure out the game. And it, it is obviously very Souls-like uh, in its DNA, but it does have a lot of other cool uh, design decisions and and things that change it up. But what Buck's talking about is is when you're attacking or when you're just doing anything, anything, you can hit L2, and your character will turn to stone for either a second or five seconds or whatever it is. And you'll reflect at least one attack. So you can like use it as like a shield and you can use it in the middle of a combo. So like if you haven't like poise broken the enemy that you're fighting and it's still going to get a big swing in on you, you can activate that block it and then continue your, your combo, uh, which is cool, but it is just kind of like a different type of muscle memory that I haven't figured out yet. So I typically, I hold it down too early, like before I've even gotten attack off, kind of like it's a shield. Or I'll, I'll tap it too fast and it'll only activate for like a half second and it'll go away before the enemy hits me. And I'll just get jacked in the face. So um, it's something that I haven't quite figured out yet. But the game seems interesting. Don't expect anything quite as deep as a, as a Dark Souls game. Does it make sense that you're either used to blocking or parrying, so you got to kind of retrain your brain? Yeah, like I haven't, I haven't used a shield in a Dark Souls game in probably since the first game, since the original, well, Demon Souls and Dark Souls. I probably haven't used a shield since then. I usually roll through stuff, and you can do that in this game. You can definitely roll, but you have that extra option. And it's kind of got like its own individual stamina bar and cooldown. You can only use it like once every 10, 15 seconds. So it's like that extra resource that you have to consider. I got that's I still want to check it out. I mean, it sounds it's a cool gimmick added on basically the Dark Souls formula because it sounds like they pretty much copied it to a T almost and just kind of added their own gimmick to it. So I, mean, I think I'm going to might be the next game I end up getting to check out. Yeah, it's it's one that I definitely want to get back to. I haven't put more time into it because I'm playing Vigil and I want to uh, finish that out. But the physical version of it does come with a nice little uh, poster and uh, a small art book that is basically reminiscent of an instruction manual. So that's nice to see. So you're getting a little bit more for waiting and still paying the same amount that you would have for the digital version. It's a good deal. So yeah, clearly I haven't been playing anything. Just MMOs and some <laughs> short games. Time's been time's pretty limited right now, but it, it definitely is. I'm getting ready to defrost some milk right now and, and head in. I see. Sounds like she's not happy. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, the the kids always come first, for sure. <laughs> Even during podcast time. That's true. <laughs> so in saying that, uh, I guess we'll wrap it up. Uh, we're I'm glad you guys. Uh, came back to listen we're we're uh kind of pumped to get stuff rolling again uh, a year hiatus is too much for sure far too long yes um we're certainly 
shooting um, to do uh, weekly episodes. Probably going to try and release those on a, on Tuesday each week. Uh, but if not, uh, every other week at best. Our, our schedules and trying to get everything uh, resolved so we could both be present has been tough. We may as well just start and recording individual parts of the podcast. And I just <laughs> stitch it together. Well, we're getting it figured out, though, I think. Yeah, uh, uh, most definitely. And, and glad to be back at it. And, Buck, if you could remember, I know it's been a while, but where else can they find us? We're uh, on Twitter at BuckChuckGaming. You can always uh, send us a message there. Give us a follow. We love interacting with you guys. And then we're on iTunes, SoundCloud. Where else are we at? Are we on uh, Spotify or not? I don't even know. Oh, we're not on Spotify now. Okay. Wasn't sure. iTunes and SoundCloud are the uh, best places that you can find us. You can also find us on YouTube. That's true. We're also on YouTube at, uh, at Buck and Chuck Gaming. Yes. Almost forgot about that. <laughs> yeah, we have a handful of videos out there. I mean, Buck does. I, you, you're not going to hear a lot from me over there at the moment. Um, you may in the future. We don't know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm I'm looking into getting the podcast also uploaded over there in case anybody wants would prefer to listen on YouTube. Uh, yeah, that's all the places you can find us. So, um, as always, we'll see you guys next episode. And I'm Chuck. And I'm Buck. And thanks for listening to the Buck and Chuck Gaming Connection. Appreciate it, guys. Take it easy. Thanks, guys.